This is the Freedom Ring. Happy Friday and welcome to the show. It is the Freedom Ring, June 17th. I'm Matt Toledo. That is Bill Spry. Today's show, the very definition of infringement will be discussed and who's trying to force it down your throat. We'll talk about the king of hypocrisy. And does he even care that he's being deemed the king of hypocrisy? I don't think so. No. Also, how George Soros is doing his part to already help steal the next election, plus, uh, well, more blatant backpedaling of a death jab that was deemed safe and effective. We almost don't even have to say it ourselves anymore, Bill. <laughs> because no, there are people that <laughs> jumped on board and allowed themselves to be brainwashed by the mainstream media and big pharma. And thankfully, I don't know if this is the result of prayer or just common sense finally kicked in, but they're starting to realize, oh, wait, uh, this was all a bunch of bullcrap yeah, or at from least the get-go. At least, or something just doesn't seem right. Yeah, at least that. Yeah. And another idea from the far left that just wasn't quite thought through. I think that would be uh, number 8,173, if I was counting. Probably pretty close to that, yeah. Um, all right. There's really only one thing to speak on as we head into this particular weekend, and that's being a father. Not a friend, but a father. And if done right, your kids may actually view you as a friend. Um, but you have to be a father first. By the way, as we start the show... Um, here in the here in the Cincinnati area where the show originates from, uh, it, it's really hot. <laughs> yeah, we have a loud air conditioner today in the background. Right, but. we've got one of those window units right now, and uh, so if you hear something in the background, that's exactly what it is. We're just trying to stay alive <laughs> because when that gets shut off, I mean this 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 fan back here it does okay. It but, keeps us barely alive right. by blowing the hot air around, right? I think yesterday's show, <laughs> when I was uh, producing the uh, the TikTok v- version, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just editing down to that little segment, I was watching the whole the whole show, and towards the end, I'm sitting, I didn't even realize I'm doing this, man. Like, <sighs> so we've decided to keep the air on just so we can make it through this, uh, this podcast. So anyway, back to Father's Day. If done right, yeah, your kids will view you as a friend, but you... You have to be a father first, which means laying down the path, setting the boundaries, uh, morals that your kids are going to live by. And with that comes discipline, discipline of yourself to stay the course and to be that example, but also uh, be the disciplinarian. And that brings us to Ephesians, Ephesians 6, verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Obviously, don't beat them. Discipline. Yeah. Because without discipline, society pays the price of your dropping the ball. Complete strangers have to deal with the aftermath of what you didn't do. Uh, and sometimes just your presence is enough. It's it's not it, it's really not hard. But I know society and the powers that be have all you have know, created this wedge to get the dad the father's out of the household, and it's all part of the big, big plan to just ruin our society. And it's proven that the households with with where dad still lives with mom and the kids, the graduation um, is is higher. The the, the, uh, the the kids end up in jail less. Yeah, it, it's it was all by design by God. Mom, dad, kids, keep that family unit together. And not only is it great for your family and your household, it's great for society. And the more of us, again, it gets back to we're greater in numbers. The more of our um, households that remain like that, it's just beneficial for everybody. And that's according to statistics. There's another word I can't say. Statistics. But that's according to stats. There we go. I'm just going to call it stats. That's a lot easier. Um, But yeah, your participation, whether it's just showing up to the school play, hearing your voice from the stands while they're up to bat in Little League, or sitting in the boat with them, teaching them how to bait a fishing hook. Um, That's all icing on the cake, man. Some of the greatest memories of my life are with my dad in the boat. 
fishing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where the conversations happen. That's where you really get to know dad. That's where he hands you your first beer sometimes. <laughs> but uh, well, I, I think, too, that, you know, like you, you had a dad around. I didn't. And so you know how to be a dad because you had a dad, right? Yeah. For me. Thankfully. I'm a very just, good dad. And this is my first Father's Day without my dad. And yeah. uh, all I can do is thank him for everything. And I know he's with me in spirit. Um, but go ahead. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, for me, I'm winging it because I had nobody to teach me how to be a dad, right? And so it does. It tends to break down. I can see their their plan when they put this all together. Get the get the, get the dad out of the house. If we do it just one generation, it's going to affect everything it's a else down effect. the line. Yeah, right. And uh, that that's you're exactly right there. Mm-hmm. Start with one generation, and then the next generation won't see the importance of the dad. And then there's the downfall of civilization. And by that, we mean mom having to take on other roles, and then dad's out of the pit. It, it's just a no snowball discipline. Effect. You're right. You know, or at least a different kind of discipline. And we're not saying that moms can't. Actually, the disciplinarian in my household was my, my, my mom. Mm-hmm. She's the one I feared. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. my grandfather from what I was told, used to beat my dad. So he was always afraid to hurt us. And he stopped that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of dads that don't stop that. They continue the trend. They become what they learned and saw. My dad, thank God, was also... when, When his grandparents, they took him out of the household because he was being beat as a child. And, um... So essentially, he was raised by his grandparents, and according to all the stories, they were the most loving people he he had ever known, and that's where he got his work ethic from. And then he passed that down to us. And uh, so you're right; it's 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 the household that you're brought up in is uh, what you learn. Yeah, it's what you learn. If Dad's not there and you don't learn it, well, then there's nothing to convey to the next the next generation and. If you got enough households and enough cities and enough states and enough countries, there's the downfall of society right there. And I smiled because uh, when you were talking about everybody feared mom in my, my house, I remember that too. Of course, it was a single mom, but she would get the pancake turner, man. When she took out that pancake turner, you knew. <laughs> you better follow instructions. What was it with moms that <laughs> did the disciplining? Because my mom would... This is this is sadistic. Check this out. You would do something at 2 in the afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? My mom would... Matthew! And I, I, I know that... Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, Uh-oh. That. She saw that or she heard that or something. <laughs> but that's 2 in the afternoon. It's like, oh, God, what did I do? Right. <laughs> I'm 9. I'm, maybe I'm 11. I don't know. It's 2 in the afternoon. You go about the day... You sit down at the dinner table. It isn't even brought up. Okay, I'm past it. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so now I'm getting ready for bed. You're talking about something that you did in the day. Yes. And you were afraid you were going to get busted. Right. Okay. So this happened at 2 in the afternoon. Yeah, right, right. I'm in bed. The local news is on. 11 o'clock news. Johnny Carson comes out for his monologue. So what are you talking? 1130, 1135? Yeah. I'm starting to doze off. That's when she busted in <laughs> with the wet dish rag across the face. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Don't you ever get that bad. <laughs> and I love her for it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All these years later, I look back going, wow, my mom was clinically insane. <laughs> Should have been arrested. <laughs> According to today's standards standards yeah. Yeah. yeah but no she was being a mom and she was trying to get me back into le- into the right lane I, and i did i have the same feeling towards my mom she was the best mom that i could have ever had yeah why are we talking about moms on, on father's day, father's day? <laughs> <laughs> makes sense to me right right, <laughs> right. but uh no I'm, this is gonna be my first father's day without my dad and uh, i'm missing him a lot and um, anyway, allowing them to see you hand in hand with their mom, your wife, 
treating her with respect. That is the best way to make a positive impact as a father. One of, one of the anyway. And uh, you're not going to be perfect. None of us are. None of our dads were perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. Sure. We're human. But with all the above as a foundation, you can, you can do pretty good and, and be a good dad and be a good role model. And I'd also like to suggest taking your kids to church and starting uh, adding to that foundation with the main father upstairs. And uh, society is definitely uh, missing it. I think we can see that by uh, just paying attention to the headlines. And For uh, sons and daughters, make sure you cherish every second and every phone call because one day they just won't be there. I, uh, I still, I used to, I moved out of my house, my parents' house, Oh, 30 years ago, in my early 20s, and uh, every Sunday around dinner time, sometimes before dinner, sometimes just after dinner, I would call my parents and have nice lengthy conversations with both of them and get, you know, check, well, how, how would the week go? How are you guys? How are the kids? You know, because I haven't lived in the state of Michigan for almost 30 years, and... um we would do that weekly phone call and they were heartfelt, meaningful. It wasn't just, Hey, how you doing? Oh, you went walleye fishing. Oh, how many? Oh, gotta go. It was, it was deeper than that every single week. And, um, I still hope every Sunday, cause my dad was the one that answered the phone call every Sunday and he doesn't answer anymore. And, uh, I'm still hoping one day he'll say, Oh, <laughs> He ain't there anymore. So if your dad is uh, still here, cherish every waking moment. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Yeah. All right. Um, health practitioners across the United States were revoked of their medical licenses and were even criminally charged for warning about the adverse effects of COVID vaccines. That's only because they threatened big pharma and their profits. Uh, that were generated by lying to the world. Big tech joined forces with fact checkers and mainstream media to ostracize the non-compliant and purge Americans of their social media platforms for daring to expose the dangers of safe and effective mRNA technology. Um, not only the dangers of it, but the reality of it. And not that most Americans purportedly comply. Now, I'm sorry, I should say now that most Americans purportedly complied with the mandates, the corporate media is slowing or slowly starting to report on the fact that the vaccinated and boosted people appear to be catching COVID at higher rates huh? than those who have refrained from getting the shot, meaning everything they reported and brainwashed society to believe was fake on Wednesday. MSN featured an article at the top of its website titled Severe COVID-19 is Rare in the Unvaccinated. Can you believe it? I'm surprised they're saying it. Exactly. The tide is turning, man. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they reference a survey of 18,500 unvaccinated respondents from 175 countries who elected to rely on natural immunity through the COVID pandemic. According to the Control Group Cooperative, unvaccinated people were more likely to self-care to manage COVID-19 and use ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamins C and D, and zinc to fend off the infection and consequently reported fewer hospitalizations. Respondents also reported struggling with mental health after experiencing um, discrimination for refusing genetic vaccines in a predominantly vaccinated society. They also expressed distrust in government information and the potential long-term adverse effects of mRNA technology. Um, Those who refused to wear masks reported the lowest levels of COVID-19 infection. Duh! Can you imagine that? What we've been saying for how many years now? Uh, Get the shot now and have free admission to the movie. That's all that. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. College tuition. Yeah. Be uh, be qualified for the lottery. The, uh, the admission of vaccine inefficacy comes as Anthony Fauci tested positive for COVID-19. After his, what, fourth booster? Uh, being fully vaccinated and double boosted. Double boosted. 
Maybe he's got four shots in double. I don't know. Well, he doesn't have any shots at all. Come on. He's, I, he developed them, and he knows that they're killing right. machines. I, I'm on board with you. Yeah. I don't think he has a single one. I don't think any of the Dems. Well, I don't want to say any. There's I don't even want to say Dems. I want to say anyone in Washington yeah, well, yeah. that's in fit. Because yeah. th- there's Republicans doing it, too. Yep, yep, yep. We got the rhinos. You got the non-rhinos that are still. Yep. They're still uh, representing the right, but they're still, still on board with this. It's a D.C. game, right? right? Yeah. That's why I say, you know, when people ask me, are you Republican or Democrat? I said, neither. It's all organized crime. Yeah. I, I vote for who I think has the most common sense and some morals. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you weigh it, Donald Trump outdoes all of them. It's not even close. It's difficult to even figure out who you're going to vote for because I don't trust any of them. And how do you find out their real history? Because if they've got a bad background, they're going to hide it from you. Well, if, you know, the ones that I got looked at weird for voting were non-career or voting for were non-career. I voted for Ross Perot because, A, he was a non-career politician. Uh, in the early 90s, we were dealing with Desert Storm. He had a military background from World War II. Uh, George Sr. started the deficit after Ronald Reagan had everything humming. And then Perot was a self-made billionaire. So he knows how to generate money. He knows what wartime is like. <laughs> Any career politician doesn't know how to check their own oil. <laughs> no, they don't. They, and I'm, I'm probably actually pretty accurate with that. Greedy cowards, I would think, a lot of them. And then the same thing when Donald Trump came along. I was like, okay, well, he's not a career politician, and he's a self-made billionaire. Oh, yeah, help from his dad. He's a businessman. When, when, when you're worth what Donald Trump is worth, and your dad gives you a $1 million loan, $1 million weighed up against, what is he, at $7 billion now? That's really chump change. Mm-hmm. And then he lost it all, and then he got it back. So, He's a fighter, too. But when you have career politicians going into Washington, D.C., making anywhere between eighty dollars and $130,000 a year, and then they're suddenly, two years later, worth $30 million. <laughs> Hmm. The math don't work. It's They're career the f- prim- the criminals. It's all organized crime. Yeah. It's one of the few towns where you can uh, spend something so quickly, right? right? But make so much so... <laughs> Quickly back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody by the name of FM says, My wife and I are in our late 70s and refuse to get the vax. We're still alive and well. Grayson says, My parents are in their late 70s and our shared family doctor called me to coerce them into getting the shot or else they would die from COVID. We're all looking for a new doctor. Uh, John says, Sudden adult death syndrome caused by the clot shot uh, is happening more all the time. And now they're approving, they're approving it, what, for six months to five-year-old kids? Five, five and under, I believe, and they've never even tested it Sp- on children. State-sponsored child abuse. Absolutely. Uh, and I want to wrap up with this really fast, because um, I know you got a story that branches off on this. Mm-hmm. There's a lady by the name of Susan Dunham. She wrote an article titled, What We Learned from Hating the Unvaccinated. Okay, she goes on to say how wrong it was, and it was mainly a lie that tore apart friendships, families, and uh, forced some into unemployment. Um, and you can look this up online. She uh, she says, for those of us not among the hopeless few that pray for the return of mandates, we find some inner gratitude for the unvaccinated. We took the bait by hating them, but their perseverance bought us the time to see that we were wrong. It seems mandates might return, but this time there's hope that more of us will see them for what they really are, a rising authoritarianism that has no concern for our well-being. If there's an enemy, it's the confidence game of state power and the transparent attempt to tear us apart. Again, her name is Susan Dunham. Look up that article. I've got uh, one here that kind of branches, like you said, off of that story. Uh, Patients receiving maximum amount of COVID shots have the greatest chance of being hospitalized with COVID, being admitted to the ICU with COVID. Those two items and that data, uh, according to the Canadian government. Let's see. The official government of Ontario website recently published 
data analyzing COVID-19 hospitalizations by status, location, and the number of people admitted to ICU. The Canadian data showed that those who received the maximum amount of COVID-19 shots had the greatest chance of being hospitalized with COVID and the greatest chance of being admitted to the ICU with COVID. The data last updated on June the 10th showed that 421 COVID patients who went to the hospital were, but were not admitted to the ICU. Of those uh, 421, 66 were unvaccinated. 22 were at least partially vaccinated. And the vast majority, 333, were fully vaccinated. So that means that more than 84% of COVID patients who went to the hospital with COVID had received a vaccine for COVID. And the information was out there the whole time. Exactly. The information that Pfizer sealed for 75 years. People still aren't aware of that. Mainstream media certainly didn't cover it, but it is the truth. It is the truth. They, Pfizer, took all the information that you should have had given by your doctor before a needle was stuck in your arm. They had all that information, but they sealed it for 75 years. What does that tell you? There was a lot of dangerous information in there. You're seeing the result of it now. The media is a part of it because they didn't tell you about it. Apparently, there was something they didn't want you to know. What other reason would there be that you would want to hide it for 75 years? This is another reason I ask you as the viewer or the listener, if you're getting the audio version of this show, please share it with everyone you know. Please share this show because there's still people living with their head under the sand that aren't aware of this information. And they're never going to get it from mainstream media. So it's shows like this. Uh, that are that are sharing the truth, but people still can't get it unless they can find it. Yeah, right? we're not the only show. We're, we've just decided, you know, we got to do our part. The more of us that start shows like this and get the word out there, the less we're going to hear of fatalities and everything that's associated with the COVID jab. Exactly. Uh, a little program note: Yesterday we were talking about direct energy weapons, and we were talking about weather modification. And, and I looked and at you. And you called me a conspiracy theorist. Well, I. <laughs> I'm going to justify why I said that, because now we have proof, and I'm glad, but that's the reason I question you, because you didn't have anything in front of you that said it. You were just, well, I saw this article once. I'm just giving you a hard time. (laughs) But I want people to know that as you and I put this show together, and things come up randomly just out of conversation... I'm not going to let Bill just spew something out because he's got... He researches a lot of different stories that the average person would just say, dude, you need a padded cell, bro. You know what I mean? Hold on, hold on. I'm coming to your defense. He researches stuff that are a lot deeper than anyone else I know. So when he brings up these stories at random, I'm like, all right, hold up. For the integrity of our show, we've got to have some sort of reference. We've got to have some sort of an occasion, something, something, something. He's recalling it. He just might not be able to recall the source because he reads so much of it. There's so much of it. And how can you remember all of those details? Yeah. So I want our viewers to know and fans of the show to know that when that stuff happens... And vice versa. He's going to ask me, where'd you get that? Maybe I get a hold of a story that he's not aware of. He's going to question me on it for the integrity of the show. That just happened yesterday. And he was talking about some... uh, And I've got a friend of mine, the military. I used to go to school with him. Because of this, I'm just going to leave his name out of it. But he knows who he is. And he messaged me with a link that backed everything up that you were talking about. Yeah. And um, go ahead. With that said, yeah, go ahead. These then, laser beams coming out of the sky that are changing weather patterns. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Well, and then there, then you got the direct energy weapons that uh, for a long time were called conspiracies, but they've been admitted to by our government. 
And uh, if you go to freedomringshow.com, I put up two links this morning. Uh, one for do, which is direct energy weapons and also weather modification. So you can, oh my gosh, you're in for a book to read. There's a lot of information there, which is why what I wanted to do is bring some highlights, you know, like four bullet points yeah. of information. But it's like, no, it's either 5,000 bullet points <laughs> or none at all. So I, I chose none at which all. Which is similar to the <laughs> Pfizer dump, the data yeah, dump. Yeah. There's so much garbage attached to the Pfizer shot. It's not going to be, oh, here's a link, uh, and there's seven things it does. No, get ready for 80,000 pages or whatever it is, 300,000 yeah. pages, which is why they're only dumping, I think, 20,000 pages a, a month for the next 10 months or whatever it is. It's yeah, just I can't, so much. I can't remember the number, but yeah. I was thinking it was like 5,000 a month. But it's I a really, lot. I really don't remember. It's a lot. As Trump would say, how many pages? A lot. <laughs> how many votes did you get? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, the, informati- the information there is there on uh, freedomringshow.com for anybody that wants to dive down that rabbit hole and, uh, and read about it. It's interesting stuff. Well, thank you for. Uh, no, thank you, your friend, your friend, for sending that because he saved me a little trouble. That was what you it. were looking for, and it exactly and, was what I was looking for. And yeah. uh, what what you had already read previously, and yeah, and he, I, when he sent it to me, I go, I don't have enough time in my day, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just chalk it up to whatever Bill said. I guess it's true. Here it is. Yeah, and I mean, you know. In my five years of, of, of researching just different stuff when I have time, uh, I don't retain all the details. Obviously, I don't think anybody can. But, you know, some of it's, it's, some of it's stuff I've read, some of it's videos that I've watched. Um, so there's, But, I mean, when you hear it more than once and you see evidence of it more than once, uh, you tend to think that it's probably pretty accurate, yeah. you know. According to uh, as as whacked out as it seems, I mean we, we can't say that. Oh, it makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, it's still whacked out. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoa, there's a tornado now. <laughs> I haven't had. That's a pretty calm looking ocean over. <laughs> oh, tidal waves. <laughs> there's a hurricane. Yeah, <laughs> take that, Florida. <laughs> so, is there? Uh, what was the hurricane that leveled um, uh, New Orleans? bunch of years ago and uh bush's dime i don't remember the name katrina oh yeah 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 yeah. was that yeah. man-made i don't know i, I wasn't there <laughs> i didn't get to push the button <laughs> according to a report from the martha's vineyard times <sighs> this is disgusting you got that complaint phone call yeah I do. all right all right because we're gonna play that here According to a report from the Martha's Vineyard Times, the Office of the Select Board of Edgartown, Massachusetts, approved an application for a 2,500-gallon commercial propane tank, which went to the street address 79 Turkeyland Cove Road in Katama, Massachusetts, a property owned by Barack and Michelle Obama. Instead of installing windmills and solar panels like they want you to do, and they're pushing for, right, the, 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 the Great Green Deal or whatever this horse crap, instead of installing windmills and solar panels for someone so concerned about global warming, Obama has ordered the installation of three massive propane gas tanks, two sized at 1,000 gallons apiece and another at 500 gallons, at his Martha's Vineyard estate, which, by the way, sits along the rising seashore. Because of global warming, he, along with a lot of people pushing this whole ideology, are saying that the oceans are rising. Okay, so if the oceans are rising because the uh, all the ice is melting and the world is heating up, why would you buy oceanfront property knowing that the rising ocean is going to eat away the land that you bought? Oh, because you don't buy it either. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, filling the propane tanks reportedly costs up to $75,000. I don't know if that's monthly. I mean, we had uh, we had uh, baseboard heating when we lived in Milwaukee, and we had oil brought in. 
I think once a quarter maybe. But because of the prices are out of, I can't even compare. There's, well, I can't make the comparison right now with like normal prices, even though this is propane. If if it's if it's monthly, seventy five grand a month. I would say he's got some underground tunnels going on there that he's got a. Heat. Oh, he's got underground tunnels. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There the ain't gun no running. There you ain't know. no oil under there though. <laughs> no, they were kind of empty. Shut up. Aside from all the children. Get down there, <laughs> Susie. Yeah. Not even sure where you're from. Just allegedly, Mike. Take care <laughs> of the kids. Yeah. They're trying to crawl up. Look at us squinting because they haven't never seen sunlight. Get down there. <laughs> you bunch of transhumans! <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> or is he concerned that, that that we don't have global warming, but rather global cooling? And that's why he wants to heat his house. He's got to heat his house, Maybe. right? Propane is a fossil fuel and is listed as an approved clean alternative fuel under the Clean Air Act of 1990. In 2016, Barack Obama himself tweeted that renewable energy installations are beating fossil fuel installations for the first time. Okay, then why did you order... That's a lot of fuel. The 2,500-gallon commercial propane tank for your backyard. How how many how many gallons is your typical propane tank in the back of someone's house? Is that I've never had one before is why I'm asking. I'm guessing they're a hundred gallons, maybe? I would say maybe more than that. I would maybe one fifty. Let's, let's go up to five hundred max. Could be. Could be. But twenty five hundred wouldn't that be what a small business has behind it? Like a small plastic I can't imagine. I'm, I'm looking at 75 grand. Nobody's going to ever fork that out. Nobody's got that. Well, dude, you know he ain't paying for it. You are. Yeah, but still, my point is $75,000 worth of propane? I mean, that should be enough for 10 years or I don't know. Wouldn't you think? Well, it depends on how big that house is. Or the tunnel. <laughs> and the tunnels. <laughs> the tunnels. But the point is... Should we play the phone call first? We, we did this story on the other version of our show. The FM and, radio. And, and uh, what we did is we, we got through some some uh, some texts, people that were uh, actually tweeted. I'm sorry. Mike was on the internet calling out Barack Obama, said, wait a second. No windmills, no solar panels, no sea, and seaside mansion. It's almost like Barry really doesn't believe in global warming. And what I said was what you're witnessing is the reemergence of times of ancient royalty where only a certain few because of the wealth that they've obtained by stealing from people like you and I get to enjoy the luxuries in life while you kick and scratch just to eat if you have somebody that's selling this narrative of global warming why are they getting $75,000 worth of propane this is like instead of solar this is complete hypocrisy yeah Solar panels and let's go green, but yet you're getting these tanks of fuel for your own residence. Why not like tons and tons of batteries or something along that line in a solar system or windmill or whatever? If you're by the ocean, you're you're going to have a lot of wind, right? I would think that might be a, a decent place to put up windmills or, you know. I mean, wouldn't you think? Or do they have research that windmills don't work and they're just a crock of crap? So then after all that, we get this phone call. Hi, I do not need a return phone call, but I was very surprised to find that you're talking about global warming and claiming that it doesn't exist. If you are a listener-supported radio station and you're making false claims, I no longer support you. I'll never listen to your station again. You must be a right-wing media station. What a shame. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. It's a common sense show. It's got nothing to do with the radio station. Our show is common sense. And we don't, we're not right wing because they're all criminals. It's all criminal. It's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, we're it's, more realists or truthers, if you will. I mean, we're, we're using our brains to try to figure things out. But right? just to sit there and listen to the media and just buy the narrative 
again, I don't I don't know if it's it's if it's a mental block. I really don't know what it is, but you've got a guy, Barack Obama, right here. This is him. My hand my left hand is representing Barack Obama. He's on board and selling you on going green, man, and global warming and climate change. Oh my god. Oh my god, the end of the world is coming. Oh my god. Then he buys a house along the ocean front. Claiming the oceans are rising, putting in an industrial size propane tank, which goes completely against the narrative that he's selling you over here where he wants you to go green. What didn't that guy hear? Because we said the same thing on the other show. Dude, aren't you pay- you're not paying attention that the fact that he's getting this is a big f u to the whole damn narrative. What aren't you seeing? They're selling you things they don't even believe in and they're doing it right in front of you and you're still backing up their lie of a narrative. Good god, it hurts the brain. I know. I know. So here we, okay, God gave us a ground full of oil. Now, why do you think he did that? Oh, fuel. Oh, so we could put up windmills. <laughs> yeah, so we could put up windmills. And it's inter- It's always interesting to me. So Al Gore can fly around the world in his private jet, and you can put up the windmills. <laughs> <laughs> How come Billy Clinton got all the snatch? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure global warming had something to do with that, but... Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway... Um, you know, it's interesting to me that in all my life, when I look outside, I see no evidence of carbon in terms of smoke. I'm sure, you know, maybe you can measure it and there may be a spike or something, but it's interesting that God made the earth, God made the oil, God made everything that we see. And don't you think he planned for that? Knowing we would use the oil until he came back, until Jesus came back. I mean, you getting all weird and biblical on us now. I know, man. I'll tell you, but you now when you go to China, <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah, I mean, it's so polluted you can hardly breathe. You mean the the, the country that owns us? Yeah, 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 that one, right? Yeah, the one that we bow down to. Yeah. But yeah, you talk about pollution. It's so bad where I was in Anshan. Um, I remember being in a high-rise motel, and the smoke was coming through the closed, sealed windows. You could smell it. It was so bad. But it's it's interesting that if they stopped polluting, in how many days it would just be gone? I've always looked at Mother Earth as like a a, a, a bust, mm-hmm. okay, like a a clay bust. I don't care what person it is; it's just a bust, okay. And we are just dandruff on her shoulder. We ain't in control of this whole rock. We're like a bunch of little ants. It's all in. Yeah. How many ice ages have we... we science has, said, has proved that we've had five ice ages, okay? Don't we have proof that we weren't around for that? So we didn't cause the spike in temperatures, and we didn't, we didn't cause the, 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 the depletion in temperatures. Mother Earth will do what she wants to do. Am I saying that the cars and the exhaust is helping... No, no, but I don't think it's doing nearly the damage that's being reported. No. When Mother Earth wants us gone, puh, tsunami, puh. It's kind of like, insert storm here. Okay. It, it's kind of like when you're... When We're you just get, here for the ride. Yeah. When you get in an airplane, you go up in the sky and you look down on Earth, uh, you can't even see one human being. You can't see the smoke. You can't see anything. I mean, it's a humongous 
planet. You think this stuff isn't going to dissipate? And it's flat. It, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> With a cover, a glass See? cover on top of it. <laughs> Ah, it's like every story goes back to him at least contemplating. This might be flat. There's I'm, this one guy. I'm that, not on board with that, man. I don't know, man. But I, I sure love I'm busting in, your balls over I'm it. I'm increasingly, <laughs> I have to say, I'm increasingly being more and more convinced. But uh, anyway, okay. I see stuff every day. Well, you let me know where that drop-off is so I can <laughs> avoid it, okay? No, I ain't telling you. <laughs> oh, you just let me fall? Oh, appreciate that, buddy. No, no problem, pal. <laughs> what happened to Matt? Uh, he went west and kept going west. He's somewhere over in that ice. <laughs> he went up on that ship and he's he's caught up on the firmament up there. Uh, all right, uh, we're going off on um, Obama being a hypocrite because of global warming and ordering. And then you had something with uh, the Ford Motor Company. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so you're in the market for an electric car. You told me that the other day. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was me. No, not at all. So Ford, they've announced that they they're recalling nearly fifty thousand electric vehicles in a response to a de- defect with a car's batteries, which could lead to a loss of power while you're driving. It's affecting uh, some f- almost forty nine thousand Mustang Mach ES cars that have experienced a loss of power, overheating, and startup problems. According to Ford, the issue stems from a battery main contactor that can overheat and may remain stuck open or become welded. Wait, 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 wait. So these are these electric cars? They're electric cars with their Mustangs. Yeah. When you say overheated, I'm like, well... Well, through the do batteries battery operated cars? Well, yeah, I mean if you if you're drawing a lot of current through a wire, it gets hot. That's true. You That's know, just like you've got okay. an electric heater. My or bad. Whatever. My yeah. bad. So, uh, should should the contactors weld closed while driving? A powertrain malfunction warning light will be illuminated on the next on the next drive cycle, along with a no start condition, which means you can't start your car. Uh, apparently, the repair will be fixed remotely through an over-the-air deployment of a software update starting in July. Well, at least you're saving the environment. You know, you can't start your car, and everyone on I-75 hates you. But you can always <laughs> borrow some propane from Obama and Mike. Wouldn't that be something? You buy an electric car, you're out thumbing it for someone with a, a, an old-school, you know, regular car. <laughs> can I have a ride? Yeah, I know. No, dude. <laughs> Enjoy that electricity. Whoa! And you know what I, I envision about uh, all these electric cars? It's, it's a, you know, I've always wanted to, to get an electric car. But I'm going, you know, 20 years ago, because I've got engineering in my brain. And uh, going back 20-plus years ago, I had the thought of, gee, what if you could get a solar power setup on your roof, get an electric car, and you could charge it off the sun? Well, that's what everyone's trying to do, and Al Gore's leading the way. Problem is, charging your car with these cars they're making now—they don't. You can't. I mean, there, there, there's not enough solar power out there right. to do it. So they're burning fossil fuels at the electric plants to generate the electricity to give you the electric car. My uh, again, we were supposed to have my Nissan. Nissan. <laughs> Nissan. Is that what you just bought? <laughs> I knew you bought one. We're supposed to have my niece on the show uh, who went to school for this and is just absolutely appalled and disgusted by what's being forced on society and how many people are actually buying into this. Uh, She's got a degree in it. She works for a battery company um, that sells for a different industry. Uh, or creates batteries for a different industry, but in doing so, she's aware of everything that's being pitched right now. Right, it doesn't work. It it doesn't. I mean, you're hearing it in this story right here. It doesn't work. It doesn't it's not work. Going to work. No. Can you can you? And picture- it's actually more. See, I don't want to screw up the whole story, but there's a lot more to do with polluting. You got more pollution coming off electric cars than you do. Yeah, with the old school uh, combusting uh, combustible engine. Because you're built, you're still burning fossil fuels to, fuels to charge them, and then when the batteries go bad, you got to get rid of them. And they're she'll delve a little bit more. She was supposed to be on yesterday's show, 
things happened. Uh, so we're going to talk to her sometime early next week. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about her, you know, maybe just typing up some bullet points for us to say. I'd rather it come from her. Oh, yeah. And have yeah. a conversation. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, the idea sounds interesting, but can you imagine if everybody on this earth converts from a gasoline car to battery powered car? How many people are going to be late to work? Well, I couldn't get in because Susie's forgot to charge her stinking battery and she's on 75. And then John, who's like uh, half a mile up the road in the other lane, he was his battery went well, down, you know. Then you could also say the same for combustible engines. Well, John also didn't fill up his gas tank. Or just the battery's going bad. At you know, random? At, at random? At random, yeah. I mean, I, I envision it's going to be a mess. I'm just... It's it's not what they're being sold. No, and it never is. Going that goes back to the uh, the Barack Obama story, uh, ordering tanks of propane. Yeah, while trying to sell this side of the fence, he's actually living this side of the fence. It's like, dude, why? You know, if they really cared about our environment and this bull crap they call global warming, why not make these cars that run on water that you read about? You know, the guy that just got killed mm-hmm. who invented a water car. He was shot in the Buffalo grocery store, right? Yeah. He was probably the target. Yeah, I think he was. He was head of security there, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they knew exactly where he was. They yeah. knew exactly who he was. He filed for the, 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 the patent, and he's got to go. And what did I read? It was that a, makes sense. Yeah, totally. And uh, I think I read, or that, that's one hell of a coincidence. It was something like coast to coast. I, that may not be accurate, but I thought I read you could go from one coast to the other on twenty-two gallons of water. Okay, so that would tap into big oil's profits. Yeah, just like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine taps into big pharma's profit. Are you seeing it? If you have something that's natural that taps into their patents and their profits, either that's got to go away or you got to go away. And are you seeing the lie about global warming? Because if they re- again, if they really cared about our environment, they would be going in that direction. They wouldn't have you charge cars that are burning fossil fuel to make the energy needed to charge your car. That's that's not keeping the environment clean. It's like a no-duh kind of a no-brainer thing there. A group of environmentalist activists, is uh, they're suing the Biden administration to vacate over 3,500 oil and gas drilling permits already approved in two states despite rising fuel costs in a national energy crisis. Most disturbing is that the permits in question constitute almost all approved permits in those states. Climate change, they say, is driven primarily by the burning of fossil fuels for energy and transportation activities. Brandon says, first, they must prove that there's something called climate change. Second, they must prove that the use of fossil fuels causes this so-called climate change. Yeah. Yeah. That would be uh, along the same lines of uh, peer-reviewed... Um, mask studies. Studies. Yeah. Prove it. Yeah. I'm well, all. I'm all for people being healthy. Prove. Prove yeah. it. Yeah. Don't just just don't say it. Prove it. Give us. Give us. Give us an app that has all the information. Give me an MP3 file. Give me a book. Give me a tutorial to watch. Give me proof of something of information that I can consume. That backs up your thought and, 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 and sources. Where did you? Where where was the study conducted? Uh, how many people were involved? What's the percentage? Give us proof. There's no proof Mm-mm. of anything that they're pushing. No. Fall in line. <laughs> Just fall in line. Do what we say. And by the way, give us your guns. Every single story is attached to each other, man. Yeah. Every single story. COVID, guns, abortion, um, the whole thing with homosexuality lately. Oh, gosh. And, 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 and grooming your kids. You notice it, they're not grooming girls becoming boys. It's boys becoming girls. Because mm-hmm. what, do, what do boys, males, provide? 
the seed. The seed. Yeah, for humanity. Yep. It's developed inside the female, but if that seed can't get delivered and we can turn Johnny into Julie. <laughs> it's all it's, we got a mess. It's all related. Yeah, we it's got a mess. It's all related. And this gets back to uh Bill Gates wanting to take three billion people or how many, I forget how many billions of people he wants eliminated from planet Earth. It's all part of the plan. All of it. If you can, take your kids out of school. Homeschool them. Teach them the right things the right way. Um, Because they're not going to get it in public school. But they might in some areas. There's some schools that still have their morals in place and yeah. are just trying to stay in the center lane and avoid all the politics that are going around. There are schools out there, but... But that can also change overnight, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, lastly, um, before you move on to the George Soros story, uh, more proof that the walls are crumbling around Biden. The, uh, the Daily Caller asked every Democrat senator if they'll endorse Biden in 2024, and only five out of all 50 said yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> 81 million votes, eh? That's encouraging. <laughs> but uh, he may actually need George Soros' help. <laughs> According to what he's got planned over here. Well, he probably already has it, and it's just not working. Uh, George Soros-funded investigator. Th- th- this is very interesting. Uh, George Soros-funded investors are buying dozens of Spanish-language radio stations to push their left-wing propaganda ahead of midterms. A group of left-wing investors funded in part by billionaire George Soros intent on stealing the 2022 midterm elections is buying up a large group of Spanish-language radio stations so they can push Democrat lies, propaganda. According to reports, the group was founded by former Obama Obama staffer Stephanie Valencia and campaign veteran Jesse Morales Rocchetto, the latter who worked with both Obama and Hillary. The stations are being acquired and they will fall under the umbrella of Latino media network that will be led by Valencia. The network has already announced that it secured funding from leading Latino investors as well as Lake Star Finance, which is an investment group linked to Soros after securing uh, more than $80 million. The uh, project is now all set to launch. And what I find interesting is... Uh, I'm hoping you're going to say what I'm thinking. Well, what I, what I think is interesting is... For, my first question is, why are they choosing radio? Is it that mainstream media TV is no longer effective? That it's no, no longer working? So now they're going to go to radio. But the interesting thing is radio is dying. Yeah. So. Terrestrial radio is dying. It is. I mean, now, you you know, there's still ratings. And what, what, what they never tell you, I think you'll back me up on this, is the audience used to be huge. Okay. For radio. And over the years, it's shrunk. They're and, here. And yeah, that, that's where it's all at. But, you know, radio will tell you. Oh yeah, we're number one station, but they don't tell you that they we're they number one station amongst the ten people still listening. Still listening, <laughs> we're exactly. That's it. That's it. So I don't know. Uh, good luck, Soros. Well, as you're doing that story, and we both come from radio. Radio. Yeah. Are they aware of the Equal Time Act? I don't know how all that works. If you give two minutes to the Democrat, you got to give two minutes to the Republican. Well, but there's left-wing radio and there's right-wing radio, right? So you've got, you know, Politico that's... You're talking about, like, shows. Yeah, Uh, Okay, okay. I'm thinking of the actual uh, ads when it comes, you know, when it comes... uh, You're talking about, you know, the actual elections. Election time. You're going to... You know, you have to... If you have, you know, three hours of programming designated leaning towards that side. It's, well, if it's paid programming. That's what I mean, paid. My bad, my bad. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, in that case, they would be spewing leftist propaganda, basically, instead of 
true program, well, you know, true. We gladly cover it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Only we give you the truthful version of that. To the best of our ability, yeah. we do, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I don't know where it's going, um, but I thought it was I'm going to encourage George Soros to keep buying them up. <laughs> yeah. Radio still works. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, boy. Let's see. A group of Democrats led by Don Breyer. He's the congressman from Virginia. You want to talk hypocrisy. Not not hypocrisy, but... Um, what's the word am I looking for? Anyway, just get to the story. I just had a brain fart. I like, did not sleep last night at all. A group of Democrats led by Don Breyer, congressman from Virginia, are backing a proposed 1,000% tax on assault weapons. Uh, Breyer then took to Twitter to express his views in, uh, per, per, um, in the purpose for the tax. He, he noted, right after he turned 18, the Uvalde shooter bought the AR-15 for $1,870. A week later, he killed 19 children and two teachers. He's, he's right. The gunman did kill 19 kids and two teachers. What didn't kill them was the gun. Under my legislation, he goes on to say, had that gun cost $18,700, it would have made it uh, significantly harder to acquire. My bill would impose a 1,000% excise tax on the manufacturer, importer, and producer of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. That would, that, would, that would only achieve really putting the manufacturer out of business and, and, and in turn killing jobs. That's really all it would, because those guns would still be found. Mm-hmm. You'd be doing wonders for the black market. It's not going to work because, uh, this the second reason it won't work, that would be infringement. And you would be infringing on the law-abiding citizen's right to purchase one. And according to the Second Amendment, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Instituting that $1,000 excise tax would be infringement. Again, yes. someone from the far left not thinking things through. That pesky Constitution and that damn Second Amendment. It keeps getting in our way, Bill. You know, I always think about... Uh, have you ever heard of gun printing? Gun printing? Yeah. No. You know those machines, they're like 3D machines where you can print things out of plastic. You can make things. It looks like a gigantic printer, and it's a knife that comes out, and it just starts cutting based on your computer program. Oh, it's like a CNC machine? I don't know what it's called, but I just know them as a printer, a a 3D printer of some kind. In fact, I've got a, a record cleaning machine, and the guy that manufactures them takes the plastic pieces mm-hmm. and prints them out. In other words, you start with a block of plastic and it just starts shaving it into the shape that it's supposed to be I, in. I think that's comparable to a CNC machine. Okay. But, I mean, you can make guns that way, too. And, of course, they've they've made those illegal. I remember seeing some guy going back maybe, I don't know, five to ten years ago who put plans out on the web for a full-blown AR-15, I, I think it was, wow. that you could print one out. And you think that's not going to happen if they take our guns yeah, away? Yeah, you're just opening up the black market. It's going to get done. It's going to get done. They're called criminals. Oh, well, I uh, can't buy them anymore. I think I'm just going to stay in my lane and no longer be a criminal. I mean, That's not how they think. That's not how they work. That's why they're criminals. They... I was, in fact, I was in a uh, gun-free zone yesterday, and I just looked at the sign going... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that sticker's going to stop them. That's where you need a gun. Unbelievable. That's where you need a gun. But I often think about those printed weapons in Australia and in countries like that where they've taken their guns away. They can get access to guns. Of course, uh, they can get caught, too. In a report uh, by Business Insider, the cost of those weapons typically range between $500 and $2,000, depending on location and other variables. That means the plan would add $5,000 to $20,000 to the final price tag. And uh, like I said, someone from the far left that didn't think it all the way through. Nothing's ever thought through. You know, I, I well, use my, uh, my, uh, my go-to story like college tuition. Sounds great. I would love to be able to send my kids to college for free. Doesn't work doesn't 
Then where? Who's going to pay the professors? Mm-hmm. Who's going to buy the books? Who's going to pay for the dormitories? The electricity that runs the dormitories and the classrooms and the football field and name it. Everything that you have to pay for for it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, the tax then it's still not free. No, somebody's paying for it. There is no such thing as college, free college. It just isn't. doesn't work that way. can't work that way. Sounds great. Free would mean a free professor, free chairs, free building, free electric, free everything, yeah. period. Everything would be free. The blacktop and the, the, uh, the, the parking lots and the painting, the stripes. Yeah. Which means all the workers that made the blacktop would be working for free. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't man. work. You've got to think it through to the end. Oh my God, free tuition. Let's talk about it. This sounds great. Uh, I'm an uneducated senior in high school. I know nothing about life. Uh, yeah, sounds great. Let me get on board and start a uh, start a petition. Hey, what do you get for your free tuition? They turn you into a communist. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's worth it, right? You just lost your country and your freedoms. All right. That's going to do it for me. And one last one. Resident Biden and his staff are considering declaring a public health emergency if R.V. Wade is overturned by the Supreme Court. According to a new report, Biden would use the declaration of a public health emergency to shield doctors from legal liability for treating patients in a state where they are not licensed. Can you believe that? According to a report in New York Times... Other ideas include allowing doctors practicing in states that ban abortions to perform them on federal sites, such as military bases. The president warned that overturning R.V. Wade would cause a mini-revolution in the United States because, oh, you just took away their right to kill your baby. We want murder. It's just ridiculous in my view, and I don't think that the country will stand they for it. They don't seem to mind it. No. And their uh, references to some executive orders he could employ. Biden's staff appears more than willing to weaponize emergency and wartime executive powers in politically fraught situations. Well, he doesn't belong in the White House. He cheated. So if he can cheat at that, he can cheat at anything. He will cheat at anything. Has Absolutely. cheated at everything. And that's, uh, that's his career. You can't change. He, he cheated in, in speeches back in the 80s. By ripping, by uh, plagiarizing other politicians from foreign countries, unaware that we've got access to their TVs too, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and their news outlets. You know, I mean, the guy is one step away from clinically brain dead, and he's our leader. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Uh, search devolution; it will give you some hope. That word, devolution, Patel Patriot. It has nothing to do with devil. No. It's a lot of people. It's more like devolve. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Check it out. And then, and then watch 2,000 Mules. And if you watch uh, Patel Patriot, he's also got a podcast. And you'll see at the beginning, of uh, th- those of you that know what I'm talking about when it comes to de- devolution, something you may or may not have known, uh, Patel Patriot, his real name is John. And he wrote this whole devolution theory about what happened when Trump left the White House. Uh, Things that he put in place to protect this country because he knew what was coming. And uh, it's interesting that John was at one of these rallies for Trump. And Trump comes out and he's on the stage talking. And here comes John walking across. I don't know where he was. I don't know if he was backstage or if he was walking down an aisle or whatever. But Trump made reference to John, and he said, Oh, look, there's John. John loves me. You know what about John? He knows me better than anybody knows me. Dropping hints. Dropping hints. And he says, He loves me a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. How much does he love you, Mr. Pre- a lot. You can, uh, you can actually see that clip if you watch any of John's uh, videos. In his intro, he plays that clip. Does he? Yeah. There's something going on. Yeah. There is hope. There's hope. Trump's just lining them up. Letting them fall. It's just the weight that sucks, man. It does. It, it sucks so bad. Terrific. Or, uh, terrific. It's horrific. I, mean, I, I got to go take a nap. <laughs> Everybody have a great weekend. Thank you so much for following uh, the, the, the Freedom Ring. Please share. Please, please, please share. If you like what we're doing, um, 
please share and if you can make a donation at the website freedomringshow.com every dollar helps and uh, it is appreciated more than you know and say a prayer for our country say a prayer for our world keep God front and center happy Father's Day to all the dads out there yeah yeah and don't give up keep fighting and hold we'll, the line we'll talk to you Monday this is the Freedom Ring have a good weekend later